Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Yes, it is Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests on the Goodyear Hotline. We're at the Seaport. We're brought to you by Chase. We're jam-packed. We'll have time for your calls coming up in this hour here as we roll along. But here's an interesting thing just happened. So literally as I'm sitting here, I'm just kind of scrolling through Instagram. I had this segment completely ready, so I didn't need to do a whole lot of preparation for it. So I was just scrolling through Instagram, and I came across not one but two things that I think make pretty interesting little trivia questions. Hmm. And, and, and so I'm going to ask him. Now, Nuno, I don't have my little da-da-da thing on my screen here, so I can't, which I usually like to use for my trivia questions. So I'm going to use the drop that is now in its place. This is why people shake nerds. Oh, come on. So that, that has displaced <laughs> my little da-da-da <laughs> thing. So I'm just going to throw that out there. But Bubba, I'll start with you because I think this is a, it's a pretty interesting little question. Right this minute, don't look anything up. Right this minute, Bubba, who do you think leads the NFL in passing yards? Which quarterback has thrown for the most yards of any quarterback in the NFL? I'm going to go with Pat Mahomes. Okay. <laughs> Nuno, who do you think has thrown for the most yards of any quarterback in the NFL? Uh, Justin Herbert. Okay. Do you know what Hembo? You smiled, so it looked to me like you know. I know it. because it's my job to know. Uh, okay, yeah. So the answer is Derek Carr. Like, we're sitting here talking about, like, well, could the Raiders be looking for a new quarterback? He leads the NFL in passing yards. I knew that he did after, like, three weeks of the season. But I will admit, and, and Bubba and Nuno, I'm not trying to, you know, sort of put you on the spot here. I would not have gotten that right either. And, and, and it is really remarkable to me. Let me go back to the – this is a, a post – that I saw from, you know, the NFL. Just the NFL posted this. They do their leaders or whatever it is. And the passing leaders, they got the top five guys. Um, I'm going to scroll through and find it here, which is not scintillating radio. Here it is. The top five guys. It's Derek Carr, number one. Tom Brady, two. Matthew Stafford, three. Justin Herbert, four. And Patrick Mahomes, five. So Carr was thrown for more yards than any of those guys. And his team is still very much in the mix to try and win that division. And we're sitting here wondering if they would rather have Russell Wilson. I don't know. Right, this, right at this minute in time, and I'm a big fan of Russell, and I think he's been a great player for a long time, and I'm, it, the guy's got a bad finger. I'm, by no means am I using this year to write off Russell Wilson. But I guess what I would say is, if, if you've got Derek Carr, would you be in the Russell Wilson sweepstakes? I wouldn't. Not if you have to give up much to get him. Derek right. Carr is a top 10 quarterback and has been for like three years now, held back by just a terrible defense. Okay, I like that. So then the other trivia question I came across. This is why people shake nerds. Again, I just, until you give me my da-da-da back. We're, we're I'm just very close to getting it. Okay, well, not close enough. You're asking because for a lot. I don't have You're asking it for here. a lot. Well, I do kind of like the new ones. So. I'm asking for a thing that just goes da-da-da-da-da-da. Oh, here it is. Here's my question. When I ask a trivia question, should I punctuate it by hitting this or should i punctuate it by hitting this this is why people shake nerds <laughs> he's so exasperated i'm kind of happy with either one this fight. is a great question i just came across this there are 13 different head coaches who have made the college football playoff 13 mm-hmm. of those there are only four who are still with the team that they took to the playoff. Only four of the 13 are still with the team that they took to the playoff. Bubba, I'll start with you again. How many of those four do you think you can name? Um, Day. Day is one of them. That's Saban. correct. What was that? 
Saban. Saban is correct. That's two of the four. Kirby. Kirby is correct. That's three of the four. And Dabo. Oh my God, a boy! Was that was that that easy? Like I, I guess it is. But boom, 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 boom. That's the only four. There just aren't that many teams that get in. I guess <laughs> They're all super famous. But guys. there were thirteen coaches mm-hmm. who have made it, and only four of them are still with their school. Brian Kelly has made it. He's left. Lincoln Riley has made it. He's left. Ed Ogeron. Ed Ogeron has made it. He's he didn't leave. He was asked to leave. Um, Mark Helfrich. One way or the other. Oregon, that was the Oregon for, in 2015, right? 2014. Was Mark Helfrich yeah, that the was coach after, of that team? That was, was after It was Kelly. after Chip yeah. Kelly left. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a pretty good one. Chris Peterson was the Washington coach that got in. I He's, forgot they made it. Yeah. Michigan State made it one year with D'Antonio. That's right. Who else are we forgetting? Um, uh, Urban. Urban, yes. How could we forget that's Urban? 12. They won it. And then there would be one more. Um, you said Brian Kelly, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Okay. Pretty good. I don't know. I wouldn't sit here taking up all this time to do this, but I do. I, I just came across those, and I thought it was actually kind of interesting, and it does set up what I wanted to make my question of the day. You ask these questions. Greeny's question of Jimbo. the day. Jimbo at Florida State. Oh, Jimbo Fisher. Very good. Okay, we got it. Now, I had already hit the question of the day sounder. So I felt I had moved on. You had. And yet you still felt the need to answer the question. And, and the only thing I can say to that is... This is why people shake nerds. This is why people shake nerds. Um, Nuno, I'm coming to you. Here's the question of the day. Would you rather be the coach of a top-flight college football program, i.e. LSU or USC, or of a bottom-tier NFL team? Which would you rather be the coach of? Uh, give me the jo- uh, LSU or USC job, one of those, over the NFL job mm-hmm. any day. Uh, and what if that job was the Jacksonville Jaguars? <laughs> no, <laughs> you could keep that one. Okay, that's what I'm saying. And so here's what I'm leading up to. Urban Meyer said he's not interested in any of these coaching jobs. That's an easy thing to say when none of these coaching jobs are easy are interested in you. Do you believe Urban Meyer staying at Jacksonville into next season, which it now appears is going to happen, as disastrous as this thing has been, do you believe that is fully his choice? Which is to say, if LSU, USC, Notre Dame, or any of them had called him, do you think he would have gone? I, not this year, no. Hmm. I don't think he uh, he wants to leave at the end of this year. I would think if this happened next year, he he's out in a heartbeat. But well, not this year. So, hypothetically speaking, Ryan Day... Gets an NFL job, right? Yeah. Does he go back to Ohio State or, or something of that nature? Is there something that tickles his fancy enough? I don't know if I should use that analogy with Herman. <laughs> in, in his case, that might be an unfortunate choice of words, but go ahead. If there's something there that he likes, you uh-huh. jump that? what's what his whistle? A, that's an expression that never gets used. So it's not like that just kind of rolled off the tongue. So the fact that you used it in... It, it probably it, doesn't get used for a reason. It's got to be a Freudian slip, right? I mean, it, it, does it tickle Urban's fancy? Um, <laughs> one way or another, here's the thing. And, and again, I, I don't know this one way or the other. Ohio State, Oklahoma's open, right? Mm-hmm. Oklahoma's open. Notre Dame appears to be closing. But that was his dream job. The man is named after a pope, for crying out loud. He would have absolutely left the Jaguars to take the Notre Dame job if offered. I'm close to 100% sure of that based upon what we... I mean, he, we know that he, he reveres that program. Like he almost certainly would leave Jacksonville. He would, he would have left any job in a heartbeat to take the Notre Dame job, don't you think? I am so thrown off by the way you say the word Jaguars that I can't focus on anything else you say after that. It, <laughs> it, am I the only one who just finds that so off-putting? 
There's no I in that word. It's jaguars. It's an animal. It's a jaguar. But you're using a W, and there's no W. It's in a the jaguar. Word. No, no, no. It's. I mean, if you're gonna say it like it's spelled, it's jaguar. No, and if no. you're gonna say it like it's said, it's a jaguar. If you're gonna say it like an American, it is pronounced jaguar, and it has been forever, and it always will be, whether it's an animal or a car or the football team in Jacksonville that Urban Meyer coaches. It is a jaguar. Well, you say Notre Dame wrong. And I say Jaguars wrong. Can we agree on that? At what, least? what am I saying? You wrong? always say Notre Dame. You do the tra. It's not tra. It's Notre Dame. Yeah. It, it, I mean, it's you. You recognize what Notre Dame was actually originally, right? I I'm mean, aware of the yeah, of its origins of the, the church in Paris. Yeah, a big building. Uh, anyway, I've heard of that. The, the point of it is this. I don't even remember what the point of it is anymore. I guess what I'm trying to say is. I think that we have we're at a point now. Everyone keeps telling me how much better these jobs are in the NFL. I don't know. You see the money that they're paying mm. these guys? They're paying Brian Kelly $100 million to go coach LSU. Let me ask you a question, Nuno. Here's the real question. What percentage of Brian Kelly's life do you think has been spent below the Mason-Dixon? <laughs> I mean, like, how many times has he been in the state of Louisiana in his life? I- I'm just asking a question. The, the-, the man is from Everett, Mass., <laughs> he coached Central Michigan, Cincinnati, and Notre Dame. You're telling me this guy, he's now going down there. Do you know how gastrointestinally racked that guy is going to be a week in? I, I, I've said it before and I'll say it again. New Orleans has the best food in the world, Monday and Tuesday. By Wednesday, I need a turkey sandwich, stat. I cannot continue eating it with the creams and the sauces and the spices. He's never going to make it. How, how much time has he spent, really, his whole life, south of the Mason-Dixon line, and, and not including Florida? Go. 2%. Oh, that's super high. 2%. Much less than 2%. Greeny, on the Paul Feinbaum 2%. show yesterday, yes. we can pull the sign if we want, he admitted to never having been to Louisiana. At least that's how I interpreted what he said. I mean, he's he never, made, been, he's he never made, set foot in Louisiana? Well, he didn't say the word set foot. But he, just, he was describing going to Louisiana and trying the food, which I agree with you, is going to be tough for him gastrointestinally, as like, I can't wait to try this stuff. Like he, he might never have spent any time there at all. I want to make it clear, and they're not in New Orleans. New Orleans right, is one right, of right. my five favorite American cities. I love it. I, I, I wish every big event was held there. I love going down there, bring my family down there. I love everything about it. And the food is delicious. Mm. There's nowhere you go where the food just tastes better. But if you are in any way colonically <laughs> challenged, <laughs> New Orleans will put you over the top in the blink of an eye. All I will say to Brian Kelly is he needs to stack up, stock up on all kinds of emodium. Probiotics. Whatever. Oh, he's going to, no, not probiotics. He's not going to get sick. <laughs> he is going to spend a great deal of time. You're assuming he's not going to get in sick? the lavatory. Yeah, well, that no, I you don't with. get sick by going to Louisiana. You get you get what the 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 you know runny. You get you get you get you get yeah. you get. You know what I'm trying to say? I get it. You become gastrointestinally. He is going to go into gastrointestinal spasm. <laughs> All right, he needs the mylanta. He needs the tums. He needs the rollades. He needs the probiotics. Did you say probiotic? Yeah, I said it. Oh, probiotic. I'm sorry. I misinterpreted that. A probiotic is right. He should have built that. What he doesn't it. need, what, what's the word I'm thinking of? What, antibiotics? What I, antibiotics. He needed this stuff right. in his he contract. Needs ex- it, all his biotics need to be pro. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Yeah. None of them anti. You got to stay on the right side of the biotics. All right. The free AutoZone Fix Finder service can help troubleshoot the likely cause of your pesky check engine light for free and help you save time and money down the road. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone with AutoZone. Coming up, something happened this week that hadn't since 1933, and it signals a huge change in sports. And we will tell you what it is next on ESPN Radio. Tickles his fancy... Greeny, the podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. This is Greeny, where all my guests join me on the Goodyear hotline with you for every mile on the road to greatness. Goodyear more driven. I've got a bunch of stuff, including, I'll tell you, the one thing that happened that hasn't since 1933 in a minute. But first, just an interesting observation that both Hembo and Bubba made during the break. Hembo, you were the first who said it. So what is it you noticed as soon as you went to a commercial break? I was very curious how Major League Baseball was covering this story from their perspective. So I went to MLB.com, which you can do if you're online right now. And I hit enter, and what comes up, Greeny, is a bunch of like stories without pictures. There's no mention or pictures of any active baseball player on MLB.com. And if you're used to visiting that website, you're obviously very familiar and used to seeing almost all the stories be about active baseball players, obviously. So baseball has taken this thing <laughs> to a whole nother level today. They've taken all the players off of their website. That's correct. There's no mention, there's no pictures, there's no nothing. It's just... Like random like uh, news stories and some articles about the Hall of Fame. And, and to be clear, so for people who don't visit that website frequently or who never have, that's not what it usually looks like. I visited the website yesterday to go through a bunch of free agent stuff. Right. That was 24 hours ago, and now we're locked out. So, so, so the point is, they clearly did this on purpose. Intentionally and very recently. That, and then, Bubba, you went, what did you see? Yeah, because he, once he said that, I checked it out, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is really weird. And then you can click on each individual team. I clicked on the Mets, went to click on that. The first thing on the front page of the Mets is a letter from Rob Manfred explaining what's happening from his perspective of the lockout, why there is a lockout to the fans. And then if you click on the roster of the Mets, there are no players listed. It just says roster, front office. There are no players. It's just the front office, and that's it. So, yeah, there's Man. no players on the Mets team. It's just Steve Cohen and his team. So what does that do? I mean, like, here's what I would – like, I don't know. What does that accomplish? Like, are the players going to look at that and say, uh-oh, they're serious now? Are the fans going to look at it and say, 
oh, I forgot there were players. Like, I don't even know exactly what it is you're trying to accomplish. Like, you can't, is that a public relations based act is that driven by that is it driven by spite is it driven by trying to show just how serious you are here any of the above does not strike me as a good reason for this like like you just you're showing yourself to the whole world in such a negative way like it's just so bad as far as i'm concerned i'm trying to understand the logic behind it i know the people over there and i like them and they're smart people um, but I don't understand the thinking behind that. I mean, if, the way that I see it, it's just we're not going to give the players any marketability from us. Zero. No marketability, no exposure, no nothing. Does what? it accomplish anything? Opposed, I don't know. No, of course it doesn't. Because the objective here is that we're going to play baseball again someday. Like, I could see that working if the, if the objective here is, well, we're going to show them. They're not going to get any visibility from us. And they're never going to play again as long as they live. That's not anybody's objective in this. So you don't want your players to be villains. You want the world to come back and root for them again sometime soon. Like these sides should not be adversaries. You are business partners. You are having trouble working out a business agreement. That's fine. You are more than entitled to that. And I'm not in the room. It's not my money you're divvying up. I can't tell you what you should and shouldn't do. But you should not treat each other like enemies in this. That serves no one's purpose. Frankly, it doesn't make a damn bit of difference what the players say about the owners anyway. Because I don't know too many fans who go watch their team play because of the owners. <laughs> but it, in my opinion, it is a mistake. I'd love to have an explanation that makes sense for what purpose the ownership side thinks it is serving by just removing any shred of evidence that there are baseball players in the world from their website. Is this a big deal? In the scheme of things, obviously not. This comes hours after they locked them out for crying out loud. What's that? Go ahead. I I think this may be be a CBA thing because of imaging and likeness attached to the CBA. And since there is no CBA right now, so it seems like we're seeing on Twitter from some people that cover baseball that this might be just a procedural thing that they can't have their up the current players uh, images up there. Hmm. Okay. I mean, if that's the case, that's the case. Let me just look at a different website. So if one goes to ESPN.com. Are there, are there any mentions of baseball players on it? I'm just asking a question. I, I found a, a, an explanation here from MLB.com. It Go. says, you may notice that the content on this site looks a little different than usual. The reasoning for it is because the CBA between the players and the league expired just before minute, of course, and a new CBA is currently being negotiated. Until a new agreement is reached, there will be limitations on the type of content we display. As a result, you will see a lot more content that focuses on the game's rich history. Once a new agreement is reached, the up-to-the-minute news and analysis you have come to expect will continue as usual. Okay. Again, that doesn't say we are not allowed to. It does not say that. I mean, every player, I just opened up the Yankees roster on on ESPN.com. Every player is listed on there. You don't have to have, I I don't know. Okay, I'm going to just leave it there because maybe I'm I'm in over, uh, over my skis. Maybe there is some reason why they're not allowed to put the players on there. Um, did you no, no, give me that again? Is, is there is, is someone explaining that there is a reason why they are literally not allowed to do it? And the contract expired. People can put n- the names and faces of 
uh, of baseball players and video and anything they want, anywhere they want. Major League Baseball still owns the video. You could show highlights of last year's World Series if you wanted to. I don't think you need anyone's permission or legal um, uh, permission to do that. I, I could be wrong about that, and I, I don't want to keep going on here if I'm wrong. Do you have anything further, Nuno, or should I just move on? No, I think we should. Uh, we can move on. All right, let's look into that a little more. Maybe send a buster a note or something like that. See if anybody knows this, because we're just kind of doing this real time. So what I read just now was from Major League Baseball. No, I get it. Right. So that's, but that's, that's what I didn't official. hear them saying was the reason we're, we're not putting any of this content up there is because we're not allowed to. No, I, I didn't, I didn't hear, hear that. that. Neither did I. Neither did I. So that's what I'm waiting for, is some explanation of why they're not allowed to. In the meantime, let me... Just very quickly pay off the tease that I gave you when I said something happened that hadn't happened since 1933, and that thing was a coach leaving Notre Dame on his own. Every other coach that has left Notre Dame has either been fired or retired. None of them left for another job. The last coach to leave Notre Dame for another job was, what did you say his name when he's the guy? He's the guy who followed Newt Rockney. Yes, uh, the, prior to Brian Kelly, the last Notre Dame head coach to leave South Bend for another college opening was named Hunk Anderson. Hunk. <laughs> Hunk H-U-N-K Anderson. H-U-N-K Anderson. He succeeded Newt Rockney and left in favor of NC State after the 1933 season. So that's nine, almost 90 years ago is the last time a coach just voluntarily left Notre Dame because he thought another job was better. Right. And that was what I was going to make a point of here and was wondering aloud, does this signal – is this really the strongest signal that we've seen that this just isn't the world we grew up in? I'm hopelessly biased in this. I'm 54 years old. So I remember vividly. And, of course, I worked with Mike for all those yeah. years. Notre Dame was such an enormous part of the fabric of what we did. So it's impossible for me to remove from my conscience the idea that Notre Dame is still sort of almost like its own power and, and, and the most powerful name brand in college athletics, Alabama is the best program, but that comes and goes. But Notre Dame's name has always been that kind of relevant. I wonder if this is a signal that we don't live in that world anymore. I was going to give you a little more on that, but I'm interested in this baseball website thing. In the meantime, I want to throw open the phones. I mean to do this all week long, and we keep getting sidetracked by stuff. So we're going to do what's on your mind next. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Greeny, the podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement... 
Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists, like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. All right, we're going to the phones. Bubba, who is first up? We're going to start with Robert. All right, Robert, you're on the Dr. Pepper call in line. What's on your mind? Good morning, Greeny. How are you? I hope you're well. By the way, to you and yours, a most happy and joyous Hanukkah season. Thank you. To you as well. Uh, with, with, now, you yesterday or the day before seemed to imply, or you seem to say that others imply that because we're traditionalists, and I am a traditionalist 190% yes. in many areas, music, sports, this new baseball format with another team, for the playoffs, I am so against it. Greeny, I would rather the whole season get canceled than even denude the sport even more. I don't like mediocrity in sports. I don't like teams thinking they can sneak in the back door when they can't do it the, by the front door. That's how I feel about ha- having another. I, would ha- I, I want less playoff teams. Less wild cards. I don't want more. I appreciate the thought. Leave Robert up there, man. I want to ask you a question because he, here, here's the other side of it, though. I, I hear what you're saying, and I am always one for preserving the sanctity of the regular season, and if you've listened to my show, you know that I've been screaming about that forever. But a pretty good argument was made to me by Jay Billis, who said, by adding more teams, you actually create more meaning to your regular season, not less, which is to say... Back in the day when you and I grew up watching baseball, I'm not old enough to remember when there was when there were no when there were no divisions. There was just a, two teams would win the pennant and that was it. But I certainly remember when there were just two divisions um, in each league. That by mid July, literally half the games of the Major League Baseball schedule that would be played the rest of the way were meaningless, completely meaningless. And is that not a problem, Robert? What, what if I were to throw that at you? What would you say in response? Well, I can remember, Greeny, because I probably am a bit older than you are. Yeah. I remember when it was just two teams, because uh, I go back to uh, the, the good old days of Vince Scully and uh, sure. all those boys. So just the Brooklyn pennant winners, the and that was it. You have a champion in each yeah, league, exactly. and that's it. Now, let me ask you a question, because sure. a rabbi once said, the good, th- the good thing for an answer is for another question. Yeah. Do you want to see baseball go the way of the NBA and the NHL? And here's my thought. Do you want to see teams get into the playoffs as wild cards under 500? I don't. I don't either. I don't know how often that would happen. Hembo could actually probably tell us if that's something you think would happen regularly. Would it have happened last year? I don't think so. This year the Phillies would have gotten in at 82 and 80. Okay, so just slightly over 500. Robert, I don't know if you heard yesterday, Bob Costas uh, came on here and he suggested something that Jerry Reinsdorf had brought up, which is a system in which the three division winners are greatly 
enhanced, whatever the word is, incentivized. Mm-hmm. You, you basically have a playoff scenario where the three division winners all make it to the playoffs, and then four wild cards essentially have their own little play-in tournament, one game eliminations against each other, and one of those teams gets to go in and play in the quote-unquote real playoffs with the others. That, that might address a little bit of what you're talking about. How do you feel about that one? You know, I was an academic uh, greenie for 40 years. I yeah. taught college and I taught high school. And an academic is supposed to have somebody, is supposed to be somebody with an open mind. And I definitely have an open mind. So your thought, ha- your your your, your uh, idea has thought, and I will think. And I will think about it. Okay, Robert, I really appreciate the call. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful holiday season, Baba. Who's next? We're going to go to Mike. All right, Mike, you're on the Dr. Pepper call in line. Mike, what's on your mind? Greeny, how are you? Good. Hey, uh, this thing, Brian Kelly did this to UC, and now he's doing it to Notre Dame. I hate this. Where you, These coaches say, you know, finish the drill, give 110%, blah, blah, blah. These kids buy into it. And then at the most critical, sometimes the most critical points in these players' lives, as far as players, they, they, they up and leave them. He mm-hmm. did it when UC was going to the Sugar Bowl. You remember that? I yes. mean, you see how many times do you think you see got to the Super Bowl? Yeah. You know, and now here it is, Notre Dame, he's still got his chance at making it into the playoffs. I tell you, it's, it, the NCAA not to have taken some sort of stance and said, look, you, co- you teams that made m- coaching mistakes before doesn't mean you go get to upset another team's, uh, you know, what they've got going. I, I understand what you're saying. I, I understand the frustration that you feel with it. I feel for the kids at Notre Dame. The bottom line of it is I don't mind – well, not that I don't mind it, but what, what has bothered me for the longest time has been the hypocrisy of it, which is trying to pretend that this is not just every man for himself when it comes to this stuff. What is now – that is now fully transparent, right? There's nothing going on here that is higher-minded or anything else based upon the fact that it's college. This is just a bunch of people in it for themselves. And now that the kids are allowed to do it too with the transfer portal, I have much less of a problem with it. Do I understand your frustration, Mike? A hundred percent. And I said the other day, Hembo, I forget what day I said this, but the idea that the committee is allowed to penalize the Notre Dame players because Brian Kelly left is ludicrous. I can't fault them for doing it if they do it because it's in their bylaws. But it shouldn't be in the bylaws. They should not be allowed to penalize the Notre Dame players or anyone in that scenario because their coach left. That, that, that strikes me as totally unfair. You've now These kids have been stepped on by their coach leaving. Now you'd be stepping on them again. And they didn't do anything wrong but have the best season they could. So, I, Mike, I appreciate the call, and I understand your frustration with it. Um, it's a terrible situation. It's a terrible system, right? Is there a way in which we can sort of delay the start of the clock here? Because all this college stuff always happens much too early in the season for any of our liking. Is there anything that can be done? I mean, obviously, recruiting is effectively a year-long thing, so you'd almost be changing that cycle as well. The answer is no, because these guys left when their seasons ended. Like, Oklahoma played Saturday night, and Sunday, Lincoln Riley was the coach of USC. They had a bowl game. They'll play a bowl game in, in six weeks. Bowl game don't mean a damn thing. Yeah. I mean, it just doesn't. And, and so if you're suggesting that these coaches have to stay with their former teams, they, they are going to want to get the jump on all this stuff. And, you know, Bo Schembechler once famously threw 
what was the guy's name? Bill Frieder out the door and said a Michigan man's going to coach Michigan and Steve Fisher coached Michigan to a national championship in college basketball. So if a guy's telling you that he's leaving you, maybe you want him out of there as quickly as possible. I, who knows where his loyalties are? It, it's a mess. So, Mike, uh, I'm glad you called. I appreciate it. And generally speaking, just the big picture answer is you're right. It's a terrible situation. It, it stinks for everybody involved. At least now, however, the players are not unfairly beholden to an entirely different set of rules. Uh, this is your chance to be a part of Greeny Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. ESPN Nation presented by Dr. Pepper. College football is heating up. Fans are hyped. Return to glory with Fansville by Dr. Pepper, the one that fans deserve. Bubba, who's next? Let's go to the Bronx. We got Buddha. All right, Buddha. Give me a take here. What uh, What is on your mind? All right, Greeny. Um, to state it mildly, it really sucks to be a Jets fan. Um, <laughs> we're pretty much in the same position that we've been in for uh, forever. We got a coach. We don't know what he's going to turn into. Is leading the wrong way. We got a quarterback. Could have been a reach. We don't know what he's going to turn into. Is leading the wrong way. So I just have a question. I mean, we all complain. We all get mad and everything. But what is the real solution here? The team is all about youth, and in two or three years, youth gets you fired. No, there is no. I mean, the solution is for the first time in a very long time for them to get it right. The solution is for Joe Douglas's picks to be the right ones. For all these guys they've brought in, when Mekhi Becton gets back healthy and Elijah Vera Tucker, for them to have a great offensive line. For Zach Wilson to thrive behind that. The one thing I'll say about Zach Wilson is he was a guy everyone would have taken in that spot. At least that was my understanding leading up to the draft. The Jets weren't the only team that thought he was the second best prospect. So behind that offensive line with some weapons that work, we need him to thrive. Elijah Moore, you're starting to see good things from him. Corey Davis stinks. For Corey Davis to have been the big signing that Joe Douglas made because he was going to be your WR1. If he's your number one wide receiver, you stink. So I mean, he is at best a number two. I think he's a number three. So I, I have zero faith in Joe Douglas to make the right picks. But at the end of the day, they're going to have a, two high draft picks again this year. And you got to hope they get it right. There's nothing else he can do. You're a fan. You're not in charge of anything except rooting. Your job is to root and watch with your eyes closed half the time, which lately is unfortunately what it's been. Greeny on ESPN Radio. Bubba, give me another one. Let's go to Jonathan. All right, Jonathan, what's on your mind? your show, Greeny. I have a fascinating Philadelphia Eagles question for you guys, and we might want to defer to Hembo, the Eagles fan. Mm -hmm. But anyway, the question is, uh, Philadelphia played last week at the Meadowlands versus the Giants and laid a huge egg. Now this week, they go back to the Meadowlands one week later, this time to play the Jets. Same environment one week later. uh, Are they going to how are they going to react to going back to the same place? Will it be a mental block returning to the scene of the crime, which would that crime being in how poorly they played versus the Giants? Uh, what's your take on that? I'd, I'd be surprised if that has anything to do with it. Like, MetLife Stadium is a building with, by the way, zero atmosphere. So, right, you were just there sa- a Sunday, right? Oh, yeah, I was there for the that Giants. That is, a, I mean, they just they turn it over from Jets to Giants like that. It goes from blue to green. There's no... Nothing could be further from Kansas City, right? <laughs> Nothing could be. What, what are the outdoor stadiums with a great home field Lambeau, advantage? Lambeau Field. Field, yeah. Nothing could be further from that. So 
for all the things that went wrong for the Eagles this past Sunday, basically their quarterback played terribly and then their wide receiver can't receive. Those are the two reasons that they lost. And by the way, the Giants are better than the Jets. I mean, they were playing a much better team than they're playing this week. The Giants haven't always looked great this year, but they're a better team than the Jets. I would be very surprised if the Jets beat the Eagles this week. How about you? Me too. I did all my notes for Philly Radio yesterday. I'm going to go on today and, and effectively say the Eagles need to win this game by double digits to give me any semblance of hope for the rest of the season. I mean, it's as simple as that. The, the biggest conversation point in Philly this week is Jalen Rager, the, the first-round draft pick wide receiver last year who dropped two potential game-winning touchdowns last week. I'm going to effectively go on and say they shouldn't play him at all. He's actively hurting the team. As far as this week is concerned, I think they'll be able to run the ball very effectively against the Jets, and they should win that game by, I don't know, two touchdowns or the something Eagles like are that. A seven, what I'm seeing here is a seven-point favorite. That's right. It's, Eagles it's, minus it's, seven. It started at six or so. It's already moved to seven. I think the Eagles will be up an eight or eight and a half by Sunday. All right, Jonathan, thank you for the call. Bubba, you got one more? Uh, yeah, one more. Let's go to Jay. Jay, you're on ESPN Radio. What's on your mind? Well, first, I want to... Can, uh, commend ESPN and especially you guys being very uh, outspoken. Hello? Yes, I've got you, Jake. Go ahead. Hello? Oh, okay. Being very outspoken and passionate about Giving Tuesday, I think all day and all, all night long, I listened to multiple programs, did a fantastic job. Thank you. Lots of people that are passionate, not just, you know, no, it matters to us. Script. We're having a little bit of trouble with your connection. I appreciate the thought. What he was talking about is that on Tuesday, we used to do a full day. We would do a full day of, um, of, of fundraising for the V Foundation. And since, well, since I left and came back, we consolidated that into part of Giving Tuesday. But ESPN's philanthropy is the V Foundation. And what can I tell you? I love it. I, I've said this to Jimmy Pataro, the president of the company, everybody else. The V Foundation is the best thing we do. Like you, you, ESPN is a, a wonderful company. I love working here. I've been here forever. Like every other company, our, our function is to make money, right? That's what we do. We're a business like any other business. But we, you can stand for something. You can actually accomplish something while you were doing that. And if what we accomplish is helping cure cancer, I can't think of much better than that. Like what much, what better than that could you be doing with all of the opportunity that we have to make a difference in the world based on the enormity of what our company has become. So uh, to me, the V Foundation is the best thing we do, and it is the it is the best thing about working here. So thank you very much, Jay, for the call. I appreciate it. Uh, let's finish it up with the pick for tonight. Hashtag KOD. The kiss of death. All right, it's a big game tonight. Dallas at New Orleans. Um, you know, we talked about it all morning on TV today. Give me some numbers. Right now, the Cowboys, Greeny, are a six-point favorite in New Orleans, when I woke up today, the line was four and a half. Yeah. So the line has moved, moved a point and a half. Is that based on Taysom Hill? I think it's probably based on some of the injury news, too. The apprehension that uh, Alvin Kamara might not play. We know the Saints are, are really banged up, and I think yeah. that's probably the biggest reason for the line movement. Right now, 72% of tickets in Vegas are going towards Dallas, and 67% of the money, sort of right on that line in terms of what, you know, what it tells us, what it might not. But I'll also say this. FPI says Dallas is only a point and a half favorite in this game now they're not taking into account injuries the same way vegas is but that's a much different number of course bubba in the dak jersey how confident are you in your cowboys tonight uh feeling feeling good we got amari back hopefully cd back dan quinn at the helm tonight so feeling good about that there's rumors i'm seeing demarcus lawrence could be back as well so i'm thinking we're gonna snap this losing streak get back on track teach Taysom hill a lesson or two (laughs) okay um I mean, I just have such a hard time picturing 
the Cowboys losing this game. Now, what did you say it was? Six points? Six points. That, that's different. Winning the game and covering the six are two different mm-hmm. things. Let's put it this way. I, I, I shudder to think what the conversation will be on our TV show and here tomorrow if the Cowboys lose this game outright. Oh, I don't think they will. I think the Cowboys will win the official pick is the Cowboys and give the six. Mm. Parsons jersey tomorrow, Hembo. And we go with Micah tomorrow. An awesome day today. Thank you, everybody, for hanging out with us. We'll see you back in Better Than Ever tomorrow on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.